Welcome! Welcome! Welcome to another exciting episode of Famous for What? The show where we talk about a famous person that you know, that you just might not know that you know them yet. Perhaps you've seen five, six, seven, twelve of their movies and you're like, oh, they were in that? Or perhaps you're like, I know who you're talking about. I just don't know their name. Whatever the case may be, we break it down. We pick one person every episode and we talk about their illustrious career. And we've been having some incredible special guests lately. And I am I, the streak continues. I am joined by none other than Miss Coza Perry. Are you Perry or Barbara? I never remember. Perry. Perry. Coza Perry. Coza Perry. Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the pod, Coza. I'm so excited to be here. Coza is another cold survivor let's just call it, it in. <laughs> we, we all we worked at the same school together and we've still stayed in each other's orbits and we have been talking about actually this person for a while now but i'm very excited that you're able to join us she has a little one at home so everyone she's taking some time out of her busy schedule we really appreciate you being here i'm so excited to be able to come on this is like an honor and uh Describing us as survivors is truly the only way to describe it. <laughs> I mean, you were there. <laughs> you saw. I mean, I was physically there. Mentally, I was some other place. Most oh, yeah. There were some days where I was like, I don't even know. I, I'll never forget. Well, no. We'll talk about this talking room. But yeah, it was. It, <laughs> it brought us closer together at a very rapid rate. So for those of you that came up with the have listened to every episode, our other previous guests, Lauren and Kylie, we all worked at the same school together. So there's a little backstory there. Mm. Now, Koza, I asked this of all of my guests, and you are no exception. So I would love I would love before we get into today's subject, the focus of today's episode, I would love to um, ask you two questions that I ask of everyone. And that first one is what are some comfort shows you can call them your favorites if you want but what are some things movies tv shows that's our focus here movies or tv shows that you love and you could watch again and again um maybe some nostalgic ones maybe some new ones whatever the case may be okay well i don't know if your audience is ready for the level of nerd that's about to come out but watch again and again is the last of the three parts of the lord of the rings Oh, you know what? Lord of, Lord of the Rings has never come up on this podcast before, I don't think. Uh, well, it just did. You're ner- I think I I think I confidently could qualify myself as the nerdiest friend, with the exception of your husband. <laughs> no offense, what is um, the what, what is the third one called? Uh, it's the Return of the King, and the reason why that is the best one. It's not necessarily the best one, but like. You know, the world is going to shit in, like, the real world. And yeah. so it is like a, what is it, 12 hours of movie or something? And so it's like how it all comes together and everything ends happy. And when I need a comfort show, I mean, if we're talking, like, comfort, comfort, I'm like, well, there's no better happy ending than that. <laughs> Well, I've only seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the original trilogy, one time, all the way through. But check this out. It was finals week. I'll never forget this. It was finals week of my junior year of college. 
And you know, like finals week when it's like you took a test at 8 a.m. and you probably had another one at 6 p.m. But like your day is pretty much open aside from like studying. So I was studied out and I was like, I need something else to do that's not studying. And me and my roommates <laughs> watched all three of them director's cut 12 hours back that's to like, back to back yes that's a day that's two days it's a lot of movie it's a lot of movie it is a lot of <laughs> the director's cuts yeah um it does not stop it keeps going i remember too like in high school like all my like girlfriends had like crushes on legolas like that's when orlando bloom i think I mean, like became beautiful. the ticket um but give me samwise gamgee Talk about oh. a family man. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a family man. He he's actually another person that might be a great option for this show because he's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, I had a I had a crush on him in the Goonies. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even know he was in the Goonies. Wait, hold on. Let, Are let's we about clear- to pivot? <laughs> Wait, let's clarify something really, really quickly. Sean Astin, he's He's Samwise Gamgee. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. He was the main kid in the Goonies, the inhaler guy. Oh, What's his name? Yeah. So there's a little fun fact for you. We're gonna pop that in for the. We're not talking about Sean Astin, but, <laughs> but we got two in there. We sure did. Um, okay, great. Well, okay. So the Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, I could. I've watched. I've probably watched the last one, and obviously, I fast forward through the stupid parts. You just watch the happy parts. Sure. Is that normal? I don't know. I mean, whenever I watch Avengers Endgame, have you ever seen that one? I I, also, and do you watch the first one? No. You just watch Endgame. I Well, I skip to the, spoiler alert, I skip all the way to the last 45 minutes when they're back, it's the final battle and all the heroes return. the little rings open it up. Yeah. Because that movie is also three and a half hours long and I'm like, this is, this is a lot. But yeah, I fast forwarded that part. So that's totally relatable. I have watched the Captain America Winter Soldier movie multiple times also. That's my favorite Marvel movie. Breaking That's news, good. podcast listeners. That's my, the Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie of all of the 75,000 that I've seen. That's my favorite one. <laughs> so good. But it's so, it doesn't, it's like interesting because it's, it's more like a, I don't know, like a spy thriller than like a superhero yeah. movie. Maybe that's why I like it so much. I don't know. It's really it's my favorite one. And he's so, it's just like Captain America at his finest in many oh, different ways. Chris Evans. Well, you cannot see, but so this is Superman right here. I've had this poster in the middle here with the superpowers, but then right over here to this side is Chris Evans as Captain America. Mm-hmm. So that's the wall is covered. Ass, that's the wall say. is covered. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, well, are you watching any, like, any recommendations for our listeners? Like, have you watched anything recently that you're into or something maybe that's on your watch list that you want to watch? I mean, our house is full nerd, so, I mean, I would recommend Bluey to all parents. Okay. Who are not involved in the Bluey world. They are eight-minute episodes. It will entertain your child, and they are well-made for adults. Like, there's, like, sneaky little moments where you're like, oh, that was totally for me. Like, there's, like, (laughs) jokes, or there's, like, serious undercurrents in there about, like, grief or loss or, like, things that kids will not get but grown-ups do. So, high high recommend on the Bluey. I feel like that's a lot of, like, Disney movies, too. Like, in not, like, in a similar way, but not the exact same way. Like, there's jokes in there that <laughs> I did not understand as a kid. But I watch these movies now. I'm like, 
Oh. Like, oh. <laughs> no. That was not for me. Oh, really? <laughs> that was yeah. for my dad. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So, Bluey, anything else on your... What are you... Are you just watching, like, Augie stuff? Uh, well, no. So, that's our, like, Augie stuff. Joel and I... Oh, listeners. My husband is also named Joel. Don't be confused. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I still get confused by that. <laughs> husband Joel and I have been watching the Marvel, the newly released Marvel show, Ashoka. And we like it. It's pretty good. What's really good about it is the soundtrack. It's got like really well done sound effects. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I'm not sure if you have been keeping tabs, but I am on a Star Wars journey. I'm going to give you a brief backstory here. I will be 39 this year. Very quickly, actually. And I have yet to see... I had never seen a single Star Wars movie. I had not seen a single one. And it was one of those things where people like kept telling me, you got to watch it. And so I kind of was like that brat. I was like, no, no more people tell me to do it. The less I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I had never watched one. But um, Joe of Joe and Bo, I... I made him watch all of the Harry Potters. Like it took us like eight months, but he watched all the Harry Potters. And so in return, he was like, you have to watch Star Wars. I'm like, okay, fine, fine. So I have been, I've been watching all the Star Wars. I've seen the original trilogy. I'm watching them in release order though. So I watched the original trilogy and right, I'm smack dab in the middle of the, the prequels, the ones that came out in the middle, but are actually the first ones. Which so are I just, fine. they're not good. They are not good at all. I will say that, but I'm, I got to get to the other side so I can get to the Oscar Isaac ones, which this is Oscar yes. Isaac right here. So yes. I just, we just watched um, Attack of the Clones on this past weekend. So the day after I saw you, actually, we watched Attack of the Clones. And so we have one more. I think Revenge of the Sith is the third one in that one. Oh, and then you're going to see the new ones with Adam and then Driver. We'll see, and, and then I'll get to watch the new ones. with. Um, I got to say, no spoilers. The new, the newest new one has one of the dumbest scenes I have ever seen in a movie. And I like Star Wars, but you'll see this movie and you'll know what I'm talking about. And you'll be like, oh, that's what she's talking about. I mean, I have to say, and this is probably going to be really controversial. There are some scenes in these. I'm like, who signed off on this in this movie? Like for such a truly epic and iconic franchise of films. Some of these moments, I'm like, who who Some approved of the it? writing? Was already written by the AI. It had to. It have was been. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. It's so bad. Like, it's so bad. But like, I, uh, I it's almost mind boggling. But I, I, like, I am going to spoil the. I think it's the Return of the Jedi, the third one of the original trilogy. I think that's been spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, if you haven't seen that yet and, and you're like me, then it's tough, tough. I was gobsmacked by the fact that the huge reveal, the huge, I thought it was a huge reveal that Luke and Leia are twins, long lost twins. And neither one of them had a reaction when they found out. Not neither one of them. They were both just like, huh, you know uh, what? That feels right. Like, what? We're not going to react to this wait, at all? Like, it was bananas to did me. Did you go into watching Star Wars for the first time and did not know that? I knew. I knew they were oh, okay. brother. I knew they were twins. And, like, I, you I, knew that I knew, I knew the Mason. Yeah, like, I knew that was his dad. Yeah, I knew that stuff. I had just never seen them before. But you were shocked by the, like, acting choice of, oh, 
Okay. Yeah, I I was not shocked that they were twins because I knew they were. I was going. I was. I wanted a reaction out of the out of the two of them. I wanted someone to have a, a to moment. care. Yeah, and neither one of them did. It was so disappointing. Like Luke found out, and he was just like, "Oh, huh, that does make sense." And then he told Leia, <laughs> and then I was like, okay. She's she Carrie Fisher is going to give me something. She was like, "I've always thought that. You've always thought that. You've always thought that." <laughs> I, I I could go on, but it was truly infuriating that this was the big I wanted I wanted a face crack I wanted a moment and I was not that was not delivered but nevertheless I've got one more of the shitty ones to get through and then I've I've heard good things about the most recent three and even if they're not good Oscar Isaac they're not horrible Oscar Isaac is great there's just a moment in the last movie towards the end of it where you're like why why did you do that? Yeah, I mean, I'm I've kind of gotten used to love these movies. Like, I understand like, like they're, they're they're enjoyable family films, but the these these middle ones with like Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor, who are great actors, they were right. they just they were just not given a, a words to say. Like the but, script is written by the original AI. I am telling you, it yeah. is wild. We but, are aligned on that. Yeah. But I do love them, and I think I'll have Augie watch them. They're just sort of cult classics at this point. And the I absolutely shows, agree, yeah. The shows are hit or miss, but a couple of them are really good. Andor is really good, and it can stand alone. Like, you could just watch Andor. Um, I feel like that's I feel like that's true of like the Marvel shows too. Like they are hit or miss as well. Like some of them are excellent, some of them are like why is this why was this produced? Yes. For ten million dollars, they're all so high budget. But the Mandalorian is um, the other extremely beautiful man. Oh my god! The Mandalorian. Um, it's a Star Wars show, and it stars. And I now I want to say Oscar Isaac, but it's not Oscar Isaac. Why is this man's name escaping me? He's. I can't help you. I've never seen it before. Um, he's also in the one about the zombie apocalypse that was really popular recently with the mushroom people. Oh, oh, uh, Pedro Pascal is yeah, the Mandalorian. Yeah, he is the Mandalorian. Shut the fuck up. Okay, great. Well, <laughs> sign me up for that one then. Here's the yeah. thing with me is I, I think I, I might subconsciously avoid like fandom type things because once I'm in. I am all in. Like the Hunger Games and Twilight, I was in immediately. I'm still obsessed with the Hunger. It's my favorite thing, the Hunger Games. And then I like didn't. I wasn't like super into Harry Potter until like watched them, and then I got obsessed with them. And now it's like so. I feel like I'm gonna get there with Star Wars. But let's let's move on. I, I digress because I could talk about fandoms and Star Wars and um, my critiques of it forever. I would like to shift our focus to the um, star of the show. So, other than you and Pedro Pascal, the star of the show is an actress. Pedro, star of my heart. She is an actress that I remember as a child. I've kind of grown up <laughs> with her. Um, but then, as I was doing this research, i I yeah, forgot I she was in a. I forgot she was in a bunch of stuff. Like, although she wasn't that, she wasn't that. So she's one of those rare, rare actresses where, like, I've seen. I've seen this. I remember her in this, but I just, I forgot that she was in it. Um, her so about, IMDb is like, Tevin, it's so long. It's not even the longest one that I've seen. That's what she said. 
<laughs> but um, yes, our focus of today's episode is a um, child, a star of the '90s. I think if we're if you're if we're in the same generation, you've grown up with her as well, and that is one Miss Christine Taylor. Christine Taylor, everyone from a little show that we will get to. It's actually her second acting credit, but. Um, she was born July 30th, 1971 in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And according to IMDb, she has 70 acting credits to her name. Um, That's a lot. Well, Beth Grant, uh, there are some with like 200. So like, I believe Judy she, Greer, well, Beth Grant, like Judy Greer, hold on. But Judy just... Greer's older than is Christine. She, <laughs> is she older? No, because she was born in... 75. So Judy Greer's younger and she has 161 acting credits. That's well, just, color that's... me wrong. <laughs> right, this is about Christine Taylor. So Christine Taylor was born in 71 in Allentown, Pennsylvania. She has 70 acting credits to her name. And I would say a good solid 65 to 70% of these I have seen multiple, multiple, multiple times. And I bet yeah, you have too. I, I've seen almost all of it. And I gotta be honest, I'm surprised she was born in Pennsylvania. That surprises me. I, I don't know. Her vibe is giving Texas. I can see that. I can see a Texas energy. Um, and I did, I did. She, so a little more backstory of Christine Taylor. She's actually married to Ben Stiller and I thought they got divorced, divorced, but it turns out they, I, they separated before COVID and they were going to get, I guess, well, I guess separation and divorce is two different things because then <laughs> COVID happened and they were like, kind of like forced together. They have two children. So they were just like together and they reconciled during COVID. So they're still married. So that's exciting. A reconciliation COVID. Dur- during COVID. Bringing people back Bringing together. people back together. Showing you what's important in this world. So let's just go down the list. I'm just going to kind of go through not every single one of these 70 credits, but um, quite a few of them. And so... Please chime in with anything that you, any um, light bulbs that go off. So in 1991, I'm going to do things a little backwards here. Because in 91, okay. she was in one episode of a show called Dallas, which was on for years and years and years. Yep. And she played the character of Margaret Barnes. So that was in 91. But this kind of overlaps because. Is Dallas from, like a soap opera? It was like a primetime soap. Yeah. Okay. Which is, which is, I think. Reminiscent of like the late eighties, early nineties, like Dallas, Knots Landing style stuff. Yeah, yeah. So then from eighty nine to ninety one, she was on a little show for sixty five episodes. Every single episode they aired on um, Nickelodeon called oh. hey, hey Dude. Dude. I fucking loved that show. I loved it so much. So did I, and I. She's my favorite character. So she played the character of Melody. Um, she was the lifeguard. So hey, dude, if you are, have you been living under a rock? Hey, dude was like um, Saved by the Bell, but at a dude ranch, if you will. And I forget what state it was in, but it was filmed at an actual dude ranch, and it was just shenanigans. And it was like this group of kids, teenagers that worked at the ranch that got into shenanigans. And she played the character of Melody, one of two, uh, one of the two female leads on the show. And she was like, um, she was the lifeguard at the at the ranch pool. So she's it my was favorite like character. An amazing show about it was like summer camp meets exactly like you said, Saved by the Bell teen drama. It was such a good idea. I wish I would have come up with that idea. I, I remember watching that show and Salute Your Shorts like back to back. Like those oh, are my shows. 
As a matter of fact, I somewhere in this museum room, I cannot find it right now, but I have the uh, box set, the DVD box set of Hey Dude. Somewhere. Well, we should watch it with Salute Your Shorts. You can't. I I, I don't have Salute Your Shorts on box set, but I'll have to find it. Um, yeah, so Hey Dude was where she really got her start, and then, um, a couple of one-offs here of, she was in an episode of three other shows that you probably heard of, and this were, this was like 91, 92, 93, and for the first time ever, I'm gonna mention some one-off episodes, but I've, I typically just like, I don't know what episode it is, try to find it, but I got into the very specific episode she was in for some of these, because nice. I, I wanted to know, and I was like, I, cause I remember her on the, on the show. I can see it plain as day, but it was like, what episode was that? So I did, I did do some extra research this time. Oh, and in case you're interested, in case you want to watch every single episode of Hey Dude, you can stream that on Paramount Plus. I would Ooh. highly recommend, or you can buy the DVD box set like, like the big dork that I am. Um, <laughs> Okay, and then in 91, she was on a show called Life Goes On for one episode. She played drama student number one. Uh, that, that was with Kelly Martin, and her brother's name was Corky. I think Patty Lapone was the mom on that show. Yeah. Whoa. And then also in 91, she was in one episode of Saved by the Bell, ironically. And I looked this up because I was dying to know. And it was in the episode, the SATs. Remember the SATs episode where Zach got a higher score than Jesse and she thought her world was ending? I guess. She was not one. Heather Brooks. She was like one of the girls that wanted to study with Zach because he was so smart because he got a 1,502, I think, in his SATs. That's amazing. Um, and for some reason, Save with the Bell isn't streaming anywhere. I thought it was on Peacock, but I couldn't find it. So I'm kind of shocked That's by that. That's shocking. Like, that's a missed opportunity, streamers. Um, yeah, no joke. And then in 92, she was in one episode of the TV show called Blossom, starring Mayan Bialik. And she played the character of Patty. So back to back to back, Life Goes On, Save the Bell, Blossom, some one-offs there. And then in 1993, she was in a film called Calendar Girl uh, with Jason Priestley. She played the character of Mo- so dreamy, by Melissa the way. Smock. I remember Calendar Girl for a very specific scene. In this movie, Jason Priestley and two other guys are like, it has to do with Marilyn Monroe. I can't remember the actual plot of this movie, but these three guys are looking for some uh, Marilyn Monroe or something like that. That's why it's called Calendar Girl. But there's this scene where they go to a nude beach and Jason Priestley shows his butt. And I'll never forget it because I was a little kid. I was, I guess, how old was I? 93. I guess I was like nine and like very oddly interested in looking at Jason Priestley's butt. So I was like, well, this is it. This is a, this is a, this is a sign of something to come. So, so Christine Taylor was responsible in a roundabout way for the awakening. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's why I hold her so near and dear to my heart. (laughs) She and Um, Jason together. uh, His butt was incredible. Um, But that's not streaming anywhere either that I could find. And then, in it's not a Disney Channel original movie, is it? Calendar Girl? Right. No, because Jason Priestley shows his, his bare butt, so I don't think that was on Disney Channel. Oh. That... <laughs> I, think it was, I think I saw it on HBO back in the day. Um, but then in 1995, this, this is, there's like four or five different instances where I'm like, you have seen this. So if Hey Dude didn't spark your memory, 
This probably did. In 95, she was Marsha, Marsha, Marsha in Marcia, the Brady Bunch movie. He was in the Brady Bunch movie as Marsha. And the Brady Bunch movie is like this, I wouldn't, I guess you might call it a spoof. I don't know. Shelley Long played um, Carol Brady. It was essentially just a movie about the show, but done in a really interesting and funny way. It's really and hard to describe. Christine Taylor looks very much like whoever it was that played the original Marsha Brady. Because I remember being obsessed with the original Brady Bunch because my dad used to like to watch it. And then when they made the Brady Bunch movie, I was like, how did they get this girl to go back in time and play herself? And my dad was like, (laughs) it is a new actress. And I was Uh, like, that cannot be. She looks so much like her. They do look very similar. She's one of the only ones, though, I think. I don't think any of the boys look the same. But that's I think you're making a very good point. She does look a lot like Maureen McCormick is her name, the original Marsha Brady. And they look alike, or at least they did to my 12-year-old self. Well, it's actually, I just watched it again recently. It is streaming on Prime. The first one is, in case you're interested. But it's actually really funny. Like, they just did it in a really interesting way. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's it, It's not necessarily a spoof, but it kind of is. It's 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 90 minutes. It's like worth the watch. It's a good one. I loved it. I watched it on repeat as a kid. I watched most movies on repeat as a kid. So I did I. It was hilarious. Well, especially because like back in the day, like basic cable, like if you had like if you were lucky enough to have like USA or TBS and TNT, like those channels, like they played movies all the time. So like that's just what you watch. We watched them with commercials. Um yeah, like again and again, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, really the Walk in the Chocolate Factory, that came out a lot as a kid. You just watched that all the time. Or if you like rented the Brady Bunch movie because it just came out, you had yeah. it for weekend, so you had to make that shit count, and you watched That's it true. like twelve times. That is a very good point. And I I got into the habit when we go to Blockbuster on the weekends, like I would pick the same movie every time. I watched the, the Robin Hood, the Disney movie, Robin <gasps> Hood, the animated one with the fox, like oh. nine thousand times as a kid. I loved it. Or I rented Spice Girl movies once. No, oh, Spice World. I skipped school to see that movie in theaters the day it came out. Stop. I Aww. sure did. And by skip school, my grandmother had to allow me to skip school to go, and she had to take <laughs> me to the movies. So that's that. That's how I grew up. That's really cute. And then in '95, also '95, she was in the TV movie um, "Here Come the Monsters." It was like a TV movie remake of that very classic TV show, The Munsters with the Frankenstein and the stuff like that. And she played Marilyn, who's like the cousin who is not a monster. She looks like a normal person, but like as is considered to be the freak in the family. Which is kind of hilarious. That's a funny, that's a funny joke. She played Marilyn. Yeah. Ironically, in the calendar girl, they were looking for Marilyn Monroe, I think. So it's connections, connections, connections. (laughs) Um, and then in 96, okay, so if you didn't know her from, if you don't remember her from Hey Dude, and if you don't remember her from The Brady Bunch, you might remember her from a little film that came out in 1996 called The Craft. Um, I saw this in theaters as well, as a child. I was 11 or 12 at the time. And this, I feel, is another film that's kind of gained a cult following since its release. I wouldn't say it's a huge hit. It came out right around the same time as the original Scream back in 96 when Nev Campbell was like at her peak. But she played not one of the four witches in it. She played the character of Laura Lizzie. She's the one, she's a bully basically, that gives um, one of the girls, I believe it's Rochelle, 
like shit. She's like a nasty bitch to her. So they put a little curse on her and her hair starts falling out. So she's like bald for part of it. Um, she, but she makes amends in the end because she lost her hair. So she knows she's been a huge bitch to these people, but she's in that. She's like one of the bullies. She's in it pretty significantly. I mean, she's not like one of the main four, but she's in it enough. She's the main and one of the big antagonists. Yeah. Her and, um, God, Skeet Ulrich is in that movie. And I think Breck and Meyer. That's a, that, that, I that's I do not one. know either of those names, but. Skeet, Skeet Ulrich. Have and... you seen the, have you seen the original Scream? No? You've never seen Scream? No. Oh. Have you seen Clueless? Of course. Okay, Clueless. Travis, uh, Ty is like boy, boyfriend, the skater guy. That's Brecken Meyer. Oh, okay. Um, um, Brecken yeah. is quite a name. Quite an, I don't know if that's his real name or not, but that, that's, his, that's his stage name at least. <laughs> so that was in 96. And then also in 96, we have the sequel to um, the Brady Winch movie called A Very Brady of Sequel. Of course. Where she reprises her role as Marsha Brady. And she's Brady. on a surfboard. She's on a surfboard. And this is one where they kind of explore. In this one, spoiler alert, Carol's first husband shows back up. Or they think it's her first husband. Because in if you in, in the show, Mike's wife had, had died. But they never said what happened to the husband. He just like left. But in the movie, the movie version of this, he comes back into the picture. And like Marsha and Greca kind of come to terms with the fact that they're not actually related. So there's like some weird sexual chemistry in this one. It's not as good as the first one, I will say. And it's also not streaming anywhere, which is interesting. I don't know why they're both not streaming on Prime. But The Craft is on Hulu right now, if you want to give that one a watch. If you're in for some nostalgia. The Craft. She's kind of in some cult classic movies. That's kind of her she thing. Really like, the Brady Bunch movie, The Craft, some more that we're going to get into. In fact, this next yeah. one, it's called Campfire Tales, and that came out in 97. She plays the character of Lauren. Oh, Lauren. That's fun. <laughs> in the segment called The Campfire. So The Campfire Tales is one of those, like, anthology movies where these four like kids. Goosebumps? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Like, she plays one of the four campers around the campfire telling ghost stories, and, like, each of their stories is, like, a different, like, segment of the film. And this has come up a lot. I watched this like YouTube channel called What Culture Horror, and they just like count down like lists of like different culture topics, like best final girls or worst mm. mind fucks, shit like that. And this keeps coming up on this list of uh, great horror movies that you can't stream anywhere, and you cannot stream it anywhere. Lame. I, I've I saw, I remember watching this as a kid. I guess maybe on USA or something. USA played a lot of shit back in the day, but uh, yeah, so you can't stream that anywhere. But that's like another cult classic, I would say. I, this is one of the few that I've never heard of, and I'm bummed, because that would have been my jam. I loved those types of, like, goosebumps, sit around the campfire, are you afraid I don't of the think, dark vibes? I don't think you're alone in that. I don't think, I don't think many people have heard of this one. I, I remember it very vividly as a child, and I know that I've seen it, um, but it's, you can't stream it anywhere, and you can't. This, again, I would like to point out that if you like something enough, buy a physical copy because you never know how long it could be before you can stream it. Even though now, if you had purchased a physical copy, you would have a VHS. And what are you going to do with that? I used to have a v I had a VCR for so long. I got rid of it recently. I did like a little. I got rid of a bunch of like old DVDs and VHS tapes. Like I got digital copies of them because I was. I was like, I don't. I don't. 
I, I obviously like these enough of the time to buy them, but I don't need to get a Blu-ray copy of this necessarily. So I'll just get the digital version. Yeah. I have a ton of DVDs just in a pile. I got to do something with them. You should just like get one of those like old CD binders and put the DVDs in there and then you can get rid of the box, the cases and then save some space. But then what do you like? I can't play it on anything. You don't have a DVD player? No. You don't have like a, a PlayStation or an Xbox or anything like that? Really? You can get you can get a DVD player probably for like eight dollars. You should just get one and like keep it. Just but I don't know if it would work. <laughs> well, you know what? That'd be really. We should do that one time. We should just. I'll come over. We can go through all of your DVDs and figure out if they work. Oh, that that could be really fun. Okay. And we can get to see what you have in the collection. It's it's mostly like Mean Girls, that, Harry Potter. I love all that stuff. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're still in 97, and then also in 97, she was in three episodes of Friends. She was in three episodes of Friends, and I looked this up because I wanted to know. It was, she was in the last two episodes of season three, and okay. the first episode of season four. After Ross and Rachel break up, um, she is like a girl that Ross is dating. She's friends with Phoebe, and Phoebe introduces them, and then they all go to the beach house. And uh, she comes along and uh, she gets talked into shaving her head for some reason. I, I can't remember how that plot point happened. But oh, she's been bald twice. I was going to say, yeah, she's been bald twice. <laughs> Christine looks good in a bald cap. She sure does. She pulls it off. I wonder um, if she wears it for the hubby. Maybe. <laughs> I bet they have some. I bet they have an interesting dynamic in the bed. The I do. Door. I also wonder very much what the royalties of these episodes of Friends are. I I wonder that too. Like because but now it's streaming. Like people aren't aren't getting residuals the way they used to and I think that's one issue that the SAG people are really mad about is Which residuals. is valid. Yeah, you were in 60 episodes of a show that people are watching billions of hours of and you made 47 cents off of that yeah, entire stream. Meanwhile, the Netflix CEO is making $25 million a day. It doesn't make any sense. There is such a yeah. wealth gap in this country. Okay, this is not the podcast for that, but it's true. <laughs> okay, so that every episode of Friends is streaming on Max right now. She's probably getting a nickel uh, once a year for the episode <laughs> she was in, but she is in three episodes. The last two of season three and the first one of season four, in case you want to really go back and watch those. Also streaming on Max is a film called The Wedding Singer, which what? came out in 1998. Which is another thing that I bet everybody has seen. Have you seen The Wedding Singer? Mm, of course. She's she's not Drew Barrymore. She's the other girl in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> she's Drew Barrymore's like BFF. She's like a waitress or something. So that she works at the... Oh yeah, she's a waitress. That's how she, she gets Drew Barrymore the job. They're like cousins or friends or something. And after she gets dumped or breaks up with her... Oh, she's dating that other asshole guy. So Drew Barrymore and her are working at the wedding where Adam Sandler is the wedding singer. So she's in it quite a bit. She is like the best friend, uh, Drew Barrymore's go-to. And everyone's in the wedding singer. I mean, especially guys my age. I saw that saw that in the theaters too. I've seen a bunch of her shit in the theaters. Um, That's also streaming on Max. Okay, now... There's like a moment here where like Tubi is very important. Tubi is a free streaming service that I've talked about before on this on this podcast. It's worth the download because it is totally free. There are ads, but they've got some real gems. Like this next one, which I bet no one's ever heard of. It's called Overnight Delivery. It came out in 1998. She plays the character of Kimberly. 
Overnight delivery stars, wait for it, Paul Rudd and Reese Witherspoon before what? they were full-blown A-list stars. We. Reese Witherspoon plays a stripper. Paul Rudd um, basically, like, sends this hateful... He thinks his girlfriend, portrayed by Christine Taylor, has cheated on him. So he sends... It's like either a video or some sort of recording, and he mails it because it was 98. So him and Reese Witherspoon, like they befriend each other, and they go on a mission to stop the delivery truck before it gets to Christine Taylor, hence the name Overnight Delivery. Wait, I must see this. Tubi. It's on Tubi. It's streaming on Tubi, which is free. You should definitely watch it. That sounds like Mike. I, you know I love me Reese Witherspoon and Paul and she's a She's a brunette, and Paul Rudd looks the exact same of as he does, he does right now. He has not aged a single day in 30 years. He did um, sell his soul. It was worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. It was good for him, and it was frankly good for all of us, because we get to yeah. look at that man. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's like your typical run-of-the-mill late 90s, like, bro comedy. It's that kind of movie, like a road trip type situation, like a... Water boy type situation, okay. but it's got these two A-list stars. It's cute, you know. Go into it with limited expectations, but it's worth the watch. Now you can watch it for free on Tubi. Done. Okay, so if you haven't recognized her from Hey Dude, from the Brady Bunch movie, from The Craft, from The Wedding Singer, then certainly I recognize her from this next role of hers, and that is a film called Zoolander, starring her husband. Her now husband, um, Ben Stiller. I forgot his name for a second. She plays Matilda Jeffries. She is the female lead in that film. Um, Zoolander, he's that male model. I'm not going to explain the plot of Zoolander because if, if, if you haven't seen Zoolander, then you can stream it on Paramount+. Plus. It's Both of them truly usually. the best. It's another one of those like, just dumb movies. Like Ben Stiller is an idiot sometimes in some of these roles he's playing, but it's, yes. it's just good fun. It's good fun. Will Ferrell's in it. It's just like Owen Wilson. If I'm not, yeah, it's, it's really good. She's the main character. She's the main female. The I love interest, but also the brains. I still make jokes about that movie. I like, it's stuck in my head forever. It's in I, the computer. <laughs> I always <laughs> think about the, uh, the gas pump scene. And I, every yes. time I get gas, I, <laughs> I just want to wave it around. Orange mocha frappuccinos make you farty. That is fucking funny. Or I I always say, I want to make a school for kids that can't read good and need to learn to do other good things too. <laughs> it's just such a funny, stupid movie. What is this? A school for ants? <laughs> yes. So she's in Zoolander. So, I mean, I think I've listed five things now, which you should have seen at some point. Yeah, she's in some big, some big name things. And this next one is also another one. So there's like a three year gap here where she was like kind of not doing much. And I'm wondering Maybe if she was having thing. a baby. I wonder. Maybe she was having a baby. I wonder the same thing. Um, she in 2004 though she was in two big things. One of them she was in three episodes of whatever season of Curb Your Enthusiasm that was, which I think came up recently because Mary Steenburgen was also on Curb Your Enthusiasm. She plays herself. I think everyone that's on that show plays himself, apparently. <laughs> you can stream that on Max as well. And then also on Max, streaming on Max, is Dodgeball, which is another iconic movie that I'm sure everyone has seen. Um, 
I shouldn't say I'm sure. I don't know for sure, but you I should haven't have seen Dodgeball. Okay, Dodgeball stars once again Ben Stiller yeah. and Vince Vaughn. Justin Long's also in it, and I think he's really cute. Um, she's the main female again. She's she plays the character of Kate Veach. Essentially, in Dodgeball, um, Vince Vaughn owns a failing gym, and Vince Stiller's a piece of shit that wants to like take over the take over his gym. She, uh, Christine Taylor plays like the accountant from the, someone from the bank that comes to like help them figure out what to do. And she ends up befriending them at average Joe's and they enter a dodgeball tournament to win money to save the gym. It's on max. If you liked Zoolander, Koza, you would, I would love dodgeball. You would love dodgeball. Yeah. Yeah. I need to see it. Um, okay. And so then we kind of go into, that was, I'm going to say, one of her like last big, big roles. And she kind of like goes into like a, a supporting space or movies that aren't Lots necessarily of, like, cartoons and voiceovers and things. Everyone's got some voice work going on these days. Um, so she's, so dodgeball was Oh four. And then I think to your point, Koza, this might've been the time then where she was like starting a family. So she wasn't working as much and she was taking care of the kids and, that could be. I didn't look up when the kids were born, so I cannot confirm or deny that. But it's definitely a possibility. It so, makes sense. Um, to bring Tubi back into the conversation, she's got two films on Tubi, not, neither of which I've ever seen. One is called Room Six. Uh, that came out in '06. It's like a like a horror thriller, I would guess by the poster. And then also a film called Dedication is on Tubi. She plays the character of Allison. That came out in '07. Um, Mandy Moore is also in that one, so that might be Ooh. worth some, some digging into. Because also in 07, she was in License to Wed, which also starred Mandy Moore. License to Wed isn't streaming anywhere, but that stars Robin Williams, John Krasinski, and Mandy Moore. Um, and she's in that in a supporting role as well. Um, okay, and then in 08, she's in a little film called Tropic Thunder. Have you heard of Tropic Thunder? sure have. I don't know. I think Tropic Thunder is a perfect example of a movie that w- appeared okay to all of us in 2008, but it certainly isn't okay now. No, no. <laughs> I don't think it was okay then, but the world we was just different. Were like, Meh. <laughs> yeah, like Robert Downey Jr. is making some questionable choices in that one. Anyway, it's a it's it's a movie that I've I have seen. I believe <laughs> I, myself, but. It's not super appropriate. It hasn't really stood the test of time. Whereas Dodgeball and Zoolander, I think, have. They've held up. But this one hasn't. She's in it very briefly. Um, it's another Ben Stiller movie. He's a, he's like one of the stars. And he's like an actor trying to like win like Oscar bait people. And she's in like a clip of this film called Simple Jack, where he plays a mentally disabled gentleman. And she's in that very briefly. So just just like a cameo. Um, and then in 2010, she was in a little show. This was news to me. She was in a little show called Hannah Montana. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but I had no idea she was in this show. Um, I looked this up. She was in season four, which is the last season of Hannah Montana. There were only four seasons. Well, you want to hear a fun fact? So here's, a, I'll give you a couple of fun facts in quick succession. Back in the day, Disney would not renew a show past season three or 75 episodes because they wanted 
constant turnover or they want a constant freshness in their brand. So like really popular shows like Lizzie McGuire, they 75 episodes are done. That's so Raven was the first show to break that and it got a fourth season and it went to a hundred episodes. I don't know why that was the first show, but that was the first show. So then they kind of changed their tune. But then I was um, some Disney stars. Like there's this where they have been coming out saying like, they didn't want to pay us as much. So what they would do is after the third season, they would like rebrand a show and change the name essentially. So like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was Sweet Life of Zack and Cody for the first three seasons, but then it was Sweet Life on Deck for season four so they could pay people less money. Disney is a, Disney does some shady things. Disney does some shady shit. So she was in the fourth season of that um, for two episodes, the character of Lori. And you can stream, of course, every episode of Hannah Montana on Disney Plus. And why not? I'm I I, I love that show. Wait, I love Miley did... Cyrus more now. Why did I think she was in Anchorman? That's Christina Applegate. Yeah, it is. Thank you. Damn. Which similar, like, similar vibe of movie she's been in, and like similar characters as well. So I can see how you might might confuse those two. I also, full disclosure, have never actually watched Anchorman all the way through. Every time I've tried to watch that movie, I've fallen asleep. It's like it's like for college guys. Like if you like if you we watched it in college. It came out in '04, so we watched it in college, and we recorded all the time. And it just like it's one of those movies that me and my friends know very well because it yes. was. No. Because all of the boys in college were like, this is so funny, you have to see it. And I'd be like, I want the boys in college to like me, so therefore I'll like their movie. Could right. not do it. I was <laughs> like, this is, I, we are not done. But I love, <laughs> I love some of the other ones. We could we could all agree on Zoolander, but Anchorman and I, we have you nothing know what? in common. <laughs> I'm a firm believer that not everything has to be everybody's thing. So that's, that's quite all right. And Anchorman... Uh, not for me. Nor was um, it for Christine Taylor. Because <laughs> she's then, literally not in it. In 2016, she reprises her role of Matilda in Zoolander 2. Have you seen Zoolander 2? <laughs> I have not. I, I'm not sure that that show, that movie really needed a sequel, but I'm really <laughs> glad for her that she was in it. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I've never seen Zoolander 2 either. Like, it's on, they're both on Paramount+. Plus. Like, and I completely agree with you. I'm like, I don't know that we needed a sequel. I've, I've seen Zoolander a million times, and I hold it in such high regard. But I've never seen the second one. And I don't, like, have a dying what? need to. What was going to happen? He started his school. They, like, have their little baby that makes the blue steel face. Like, no one needs this. That didn't need a sequel. So I don't yeah I don't know what happens in it but she's 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 Matilda again in that one, and that's also on Paramount Plus. Um, and then she's only got a few credits left, but a lot of these things there's there's five there's six credits left. Okay, I'm gonna get into all six of these because okay. I have there, I have different experiences with all of them. Well, I have six credits left that I wrote down, so there are some things that I'm kind of breezing over. Okay. Perhaps the voice work that you were referring to. <laughs> in so in 2018 she was on a show called insatiable on Netflix. <coughs> this show i is, love that show okay do you remember her on this show i actually i don't know if i do or not she plays the character of gail keen that helps she's at all not in a bunch of episodes she's only in she's, a couple right she's only in two yeah is gail like 
an uh, an evil influence? I I I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I started Insatiable. I watched the first two episodes because I think Christopher Gorham is so hot, and I wanted to give it a shot. But I I was bored. I lost interest. I never finished it. Yeah, I don't know. I. I thought it was really funny, but I don't know. I don't remember. Well, she's on that. She's on two episodes of that. You can stream that on Netflix. And then, because I can't do an episode without talking about Jason Bateman, she <laughs> was in Arrested Development. She was For in 11 episodes, 11 episodes of that. Yeah. Um, in seasons two, which was on the original, like, aired on Fox back then, season two. And then on the Netflix ones, four and five. So, it aired for five seasons over the course of however many years, but it was like on for three seasons on Fox um, and then got canceled. And then Netflix revived it years later for two more seasons. But she was in seasons two, four, and five. So she's kind of all over the place. She plays the character of Sally Sitwell uh, for 11 episodes. And that also Judy Greer makes an appearance on this show multiple times. And it stars none other than one of my favorite actors, Jason Bateman, who I have to bring up every single time. Um, so yeah, she was in 11 episodes of that, like in the beginning and then in the more recent episodes. She's kind of all over the space there. So she made herself a real character that stuck with it. Yeah. Sally Sitwell. Awesome. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. 11 episodes recurring. Yeah. Um, and then in 2020, she was in a film that I've actually seen thrice that I think I've made Mark watch twice, but probably nobody else has ever seen. It's called Friendsgiving. Okay. It stars Kat Dennings, whom I love. We Malin love Kat a- Dennings. Love Kat Dennings. Malin a- Ackerman is in it. Um, She's so Aisha Tyler's in it. She plays the character of Brienne. It's essentially just a bunch of friends that get together and have Thanksgiving. I have a Friendsgiving and, you know, th- different things happen. Christine Taylor plays an interesting character because she just had, like, fillers or her lips done or something. <laughs> Like that's her whole. She doesn't actually have dialogue. She just talking like you talk the whole time. Because of the lips. So she's in it. She's recognizable. She's in it quite a bit. She's there the whole time, but she doesn't have a lot of lines per se. You have to act with your face, not with your words. It's a challenge. And she rose to the challenge. You go, Christine. And then, okay, so Friendsgiving, I watched it on Netflix, but it's not streaming on Netflix anymore, so you can't really watch that. And then, um, circling back to HBO Max and a recurring character that's to the test of time, 11 episodes again, Gail again. She plays the character of Gail on a show called Search Party, which, if memory serves, started on TBS, and then TBS kind of got out of the scripted game. And then it was on HBO Max for its last couple of seasons. It stars Aliyah Shaka. I don't know how you pronounce her last name. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she was on Arrested Development as well. She was a main character there. So I wonder if there's a connection. Um, so she she plays the character of Gail. If memory serves, she's Aliyah's. I don't know her character's name, um, Boss. And she's a recurring character throughout. She's in every season just a little bit, like for one one or two episodes. Good for her. Um, And then her most recent work, so that that show wrapped in 2022, and she was in the series finale. So she was in that very, very recently. Also in 2022, I cannot confirm or deny this, but 
she was apparently in an episode of Severance. That's what it says. And I do not. I watched every single episode of Severance. That show is so good. And so such good. a mind fuck. And I, and I love Adam Scott. I don't remember her in there. I do not remember her either. It just says sitcom. Oh, I think it, VO means voiceover. So it might have just been her voice. That's probably why. Oh, that, interesting. That, that just is made she sense. like the voice of like the creepy, like... Welcome to the da 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 or something like that. Maybe, maybe. Because I wrote down sitcom VO and I guess I'm an idiot. And was like, what an interesting character name. But what does that even mean? But she's uncredited. So she, she's not going to show up in the credits, but it does say sitcom v- if She So she's a voiceover for something in episode two. I did find that out. It's episode two. Interesting. Um, highly recommend Severance for, for so... the listeners. If you haven't watched it yet, it's really, really good. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. It will mess with your brain. Starring Adam Scott, whom I also love. Adam Scott, Jason Bateman, and Matt Damon. That's all I need in, the, in life. And then, most recently, her most recent credit is another Apple TV show that unfortunately got canceled after one season, starring Patricia Arquette, called High Desert. She's in five episodes out of the eight. So she's in the majority of that series. She plays the character of Diane. Um, Patricia Arquette is... I think a recovering alcoholic that decides to become a private investigator. That's the plot of the show. Well, that, that sounds like a fun life. Yeah. <laughs> that unfortunately got canceled, but that is her most recent credit. That brings us to 2023. And there you go. She's been in a lot. She's been in a lot. And I'm curious to know now that maybe if her children are older, we're going to see more from her. Yeah. Or like... she, she seems like she might be part of this, like, Women of a certain age revolution saying, I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing. Like uh, Melanie Litsky and all these women that are like, I don't need to be 22 years old. I'm going to do it. And Patricia Arquette. I think Patricia Arquette's a great example of that. Yeah. Or, um, oh, I'm blanking on her name, but she did an episode of Lost Culture. She has two kids and one of her children is... Um, non-binary. Oh my God! What she was on Freaks and Geeks. What is that blonde woman's name? Bl- anyway. uh, Busy Phillips. Busy yes. Phillips. Yes. Uh, yeah. Busy too. They're all like, "Screw your norms. I'm gonna be the leading lady, and it's gonna be a show about a 45 year old woman who doesn't do really much of anything, and you're gonna love it. But they're gonna uh, cancel it. Yeah, don't, but don't get too attached because then we're just going to cancel it. This is my problem with shows is I'm like, I need to wait five years for it to be officially ended. So I know there's a conclusion. That's why I think right. I'm so into, I think that's why I think I'm so into suits right now because it ran for nine seasons. So there's plenty to watch, but I know it had an ending. Yep. Or like, you suit. know, Star Wars is going to end. So, you know, I think we, I think we just had a breakthrough because I think maybe that's why I like movies so much, like more so than TV shows. Because I know there's an ending. It's two hours. It's two and a half hours. But there's a complete beginning, middle, and end of the story. And I think maybe that's why I'm, my heart lies with movies so much. Maybe so. Um, here's my question after listening and watching all of this about Christine. I want to know the tea about her husband. I want to know, like, did they meet on set? It's clear to me through this filmography discussion that like they did work together and then she sort of stopped working for a little bit and they have kids 
And well, then the COVID of it all happened. And also the thing that I'm thinking is she and her husband, Ben Stiller, are an example in Hollywood of one of the rare examples of the man being way more famous than the woman. That's true. And that doesn't happen that often. You've raised a lot of interesting questions because I always assumed that they met on the set of Zoolander and that's where they started dating and all that shit happened. But according to my research here, she got married to Ben Stiller in the year 2000 and Zoolander wasn't released until 2001. So that's a really great question. I need to do some diving into this topic because now I'm like, how did, did they not meet on Zoolander? Did they know each other before then? Did he bring her into the role? I have questions. Because they were dating. How did they meet? He was already really famous. You know, he was on an episode of Friends as well. Did they meet on the set of Friends? I think it was the same season that she was on because he was a guy that Rachel dated. So after Ross and Rachel broke up and he were just like really like angry all the time. So I wonder, I, okay, we're going to circle back to this because now I have questions. Um, that's a really good point, Koza. You always, you always make me think. <laughs> That's what I want to know. I want to know the underground. I want to know the tea. I want to know it all. And I want to know what it's like being a woman in Hollywood married to a man like that who is just so famous. Yeah, and at what point do you decide, you know what, he's going to have his career. I'll, I'll work a little bit, but I'm going to make this my primary objective is to be the, the caregivers of these children. Yeah. Hmm. Um... Okay, well, did you, I know you know who Christine Taylor was because of Hey Dude, but did you, and Zoolander, and Marsha, 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 but did you learn anything new about Christine Taylor um, through our discussion? I did. I'm going to pull it back up. I learned, A, that she was recently working. I had no idea that High Desert even existed. And that sounds like a show I want to see. So I'm excited about that, and I might go see that. Do you have and Apple TV not, Plus? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's out there. There you go. It's on there. We have Apple TV Plus to watch uh, the dinosaur documentary, which is another comfort show I highly recommend. Okay. <laughs> and then um, I had no idea that she was on any episodes of Arrested Development. So I'm going to have to go watch that. I've really only seen season one. Yeah, I, I'm going to support you in that because anything that's going to keep Jason Bateman relative, relevant in everyone's lives, then I fully support it. Just to meet good old Jason Bateman. Um, okay, well, I learned a couple of things as well. Actually, I learned she was on Hannah Montana, which I had no idea about. That. <laughs> that's so funny to me. Um, and then I also learned that she was in Severance, which I was did not know that either. Yeah. It seems like maybe she was kind of like half-assed in Severance, but. Yeah, if, I think it's a voiceover moment, but, oh, you know what? I could be mistaken, but I think Ben Stiller is an executive producer on Severance. So that's probably exactly why she randomly does a voiceover, just because. She's like, honey, can you get in here? I, I need to do some research. Um, so just to kind of circle back really quickly. All of her most iconic things, like the things that if you have not seen them, you need to, you can stream. Hey, dude, every episode's on Paramount Plus. 
watch yes. one. It's like it's like 18 minutes long. Watch it while you're like brushing your teeth or something. And then the Brady Bunch movie, the first one, you can stream on Prime. The Craft, you can stream on Hulu. Those three episodes of Friends, you can stream on HBO Max. Uh, Zoolander is on Paramount+. Plus. The Wedding Singer is on HBO Max. And... I might, I'm just going to throw in overnight delivery there on Tubi for something new with Reese Witherspoon and Paul Rudd and Christine Taylor. I want to see that. Oh, and we should shout out how to watch her newest venture so that Patricia Arquette. Apple TV Plus. High, yes. Desert, High Desert and Severance are both on Apple TV Plus. And even if you just watch episode... Severance, I highly recommend. It's an absolute... It's one of the most inventive creative interesting captivating shows i've seen in a long long time and yes i know i love adam scott but this take him out of the equation it's, it's so, still, good. so good yeah it's a thinker for sure it's a thinker you have to pay attention to it so you need to be sober while watching it i will recommend that you need to be fully sober too like and i like one episode at a time and just process it and think and like it's a it's a slow burn but it's worth it um yeah, well, Koza, I want to thank you for spending this hour with me talking about Christine Taylor, and I want to thank you for taking some busy time out of your schedule to, to be here to discuss her. Thanks for letting me come on and join you. These are so fun. Um, Of course. Well, you're going to have to do it again, so just prepare yourself and start thinking about your next person. Uh, so I'm everybody... So um, I mean, we're going to have to do Sean Astin. And just edit that part out. Oh, yeah. I'm going to add that to the list right now, actually. So I want to thank our loyal listeners here. If you were interested in uh, following us and maybe seeing some of these clips that I'm going to post eventually, you can follow us on Instagram. It's famous for what? All underscored. Famous underscore for underscore what underscore. And the same thing on TikTok, except famous for what? podcast and hopefully you have learned something about Christine Taylor that you did not know. I know I certainly did. Or at the very least, you recognize her from something that she has been in, one of those super iconic movies. And we have answered the question, famous for what? 